Welcome to episode 82 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Bryn Jackson. And I'm Brian Lovin. Today we sat down with Charlie Waite, who is in town for one day only from Carlsbad, California. Charlie is a designer at GoPro. Before that, he was interactive director at Focus Lab, and he has been freelancing for many, many years, cranking out truly gorgeous work. We had a lot of fun talking to him. Before we get into the conversation, though, wanted to let you all know that there are other podcasts on our network. If you are enjoying Design Details and want to listen to more podcasts, go to spec.fm. We have four other shows like Developer Tea, which is a podcast for developers designed to fit inside your tea break, like 10 to 15 minute episodes. Immutable, which is a short weekly hey, show. I'm on that one. Hosted by Bryn and Sam Sophus. It's, it's a- really fun. We answer five listener questions. Uh, they're about three minutes each. We, we like time limit them. It's great. Really short. Can't get bored. Brent also hosts another podcast, Vicarious, where we look at pop culture through the lens of the design problems that they're trying to solve. Maybe they're converting a comic book to a movie. And one of our most recent additions, Does Not Compute, which is a weekly chat about the lives and workflows of modern web developers. And I'm going to be on that one this week. Brent is a podcast machine. And if you need more Brent in your life, go to spec.fm and check out some of our other shows. Of course, if you want to keep up to date on all of this, you can follow our Spec Network Twitter handle. That's at spec.fm on Twitter, or just follow us at Design Details FM. And of course, before we get started, we wanted to thank our two sponsors that made this episode possible. First up, as always, Dropbox. Dropbox is the simplest way to work the way that you want. So whether you're sketching, coding, prototyping, writing, shooting photos, Dropbox is with you throughout the entire process. It works on any kind of file, so you're free to choose the tools that you want for whatever you're doing. So if you're working in Lightroom, you can start your Lightroom library in there. If you're working in Sketch, you can start all your Sketch files logic you can store all your audio files things like that when you're ready for feedback you can send large files to anyone super fast you just let it sync up and then they can preview it in the browser so they don't have to download to their machine which can take forever you just send them a link and then they can comment right in line give you their feedback whatever no extra tools no extra anything is just right there and it gives people a central place to post their thoughts that way conversations can happen seamlessly right alongside the work itself uh dropbox gives you the freedom to work on anything from anywhere with anyone you choose. And you can get started at dropbox.com. Thank you once again to Dropbox. Our second sponsor, as you all know, is Icon Finder, the largest source of premium icons on the web. They have over 670,000 icons in their library, and they're adding thousands more every single week, closing in on 13,000 icon sets. So whatever project you're working on, if you need a consistent icon set, Icon Finder has you covered. If you design icons and want to make some extra money, you should submit your icons to iconfinder.com. Uh, 70% of their monthly subscription services go back out to the original designers. We know people making four to $5,000 every single month. If you are not an icon designer and you just need icons for whatever you're working on, check out Icon Finder Pro. It's their monthly subscription service. It starts at just nine bucks a month and gets you access to all 670,000 plus icons in their library. Licensed for commercial projects, so freelancers, you're good to go. And of course, these icons are going to work in any software you're using, any tool, or even straight on the web with SVG icons. Again, that starts at just nine bucks a month, but if you use the promo code Design Details, that'll tell them that we sent you and get you 50% off your first month. Huge thanks once again to Icon Finder. And with that, let's get into episode 82 with Charlie Waite. My name's Charlie Waite. I am a father, husband, surfer, sports fan, tend to design things every once in a while at GoPro. 
It's actually, that was almost the inverse of your Twitter bio. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't know that. Was it really? Yeah, I read your Twitter bio. Well, thank you. Exact, <laughs> Somebody did. Also, the exact the one person. order. The one person. So I should switch it then. Where do we find the video of you designing every day? Because I assume that it's a company rule that you always have to have a GoPro on your person. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I feel like they're hiding everywhere. Um, a montage of you <laughs> of you designing with some crazy like electronic music. It's just time lapse of me like break dance designing. <laughs> when, like, whenever you like leave the company, they'll be like, "Here's all the video of things you did that were stupid your entire time here." Honestly, when I first got there, I was like walking around the building and I was just like looking for like the GoPro cameras. Like <laughs> somebody's like catch me like picking my nose or like <laughs> doing something security. stupid. <laughs> yeah, just like yeah, it's actually kind of funny. You know, we don't as much as we use the camera and, and use them and have them on. It's like we barely have ever have them recording. <laughs> you know, you're doing so many other different things. It's like, it's like, oh, I'm looking at the back screen or I'm looking at this. I'm looking at that. It's like you go back through your SD card and there's just like a video of the floor for like 30 minutes. <laughs> That's like, what most of mine are too. You know, it's just like, <laughs> I'll remember to turn it on and then set my bag down. Like I have it mounted to my bag strap, my backpack strap. Nice. And it'd just be like the top of a file cabinet for like half an hour. There's some good ones. I love that. The the best thing about GoPro videos is like at the end, you get that shot of the guy just staring at the... <laughs> to turn it staring, off. Yeah. It's just like, what am I doing? Uh, and then that usually shows up. It's either the first or the like last frame is the like clip cover yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going through all my uh, videos and it's just like pictures of me looking like an idiot. It's, it's like the... <laughs> I always use my phone to control it. That's good. I'm glad you do. It's like so awesome. fast. Yeah, no, could even use the Apple Watch remote by GoPro. We could, we could use a lot of devices. Um, yeah, we have that GoPro bumper that you see like before all the videos, mm-hmm. you know. But the real one should be just that like end clip of the guy's, <laughs> like, the guy's face, just like and just put like just GoPro put on his forehead dude. or something, like superimpose it. Well, we should back up. What do you do at GoPro? Uh, I am a designer on the software and services team. So, and for people that just know GoPro as the camera, like what does that mean? Yeah, so we do the applications. So you've got the iPhone and Android. Um, you've got GoPro Studio, um, and then we've got some other stuff that I can't talk about. Whoa, no secrets Design on this show. show. No Exclusive. secrets on this show. No secrets on this show. You have to say. It. Okay, so everyone um, listening signed an NDA. Actually. Oh, great, great podcast friend da um but yeah so we we do all the applications um it's probably the easiest way to think about it okay how big is the team we are about 15 people um is that the total design team for yeah for us we so that kind of encompasses you know ux and then visual uh research content um yeah so we're small small team and we actually, when I started, I think we were even smaller. I think I was probably like 10 or 11. Mm-hmm. So within a year, we've we've grown quite a bit. So you started a year ago? Just about. Um, I think end of December or so. Yeah. How's it going? It's been awesome. It's, you know, it's funny. I had... <laughs> Every time you ask people how they like their current job. <laughs> it's like, it's terrible. <laughs> I didn't ask him if he liked his job. I said, how's it going? He might be like, oh, it's really fucking hard. These are the challenges we're working on. It is hard. I, you know, I, this is, so Thank this you. is my first run at, I feel like he's leading me into the saying that now. Um, this is my first like <laughs> real teamwork. <laughs> Good job. That was, that was scripted actually. It was. We planned these little bouts. 
<laughs> so, um, yeah, like I think this was my first kind of run working in house and then on a product that had been at agencies and worked remotely for 90% of my career. So it was a lot to do all at once. So I was kind of going into it like excited because I was ready to make that change. Um, but there's definitely like, you know, hurdles and things that are just like thought I was getting away from. And now they're, Oh, you have those same challenges here. Couldn't get away from them. So okay, some things are hard. <laughs> yeah, they, right? they just are. Yeah, no, it, it is. And it's just, you know, it's been awesome though. I, I've really enjoyed, you know, working alongside people. I think that was one of the big things that really made me want to make that switch as I was missing, like just sitting in like, a room in my house designing every day. Um, and now you get to go be a professional designer. Yeah, right. <laughs> Feel validated. You get to go ID. be a pro. I have an ID badge and everything. I see what you did there. I wonder how many GoPro puns Bryn's going to work into this. That's all I get. Just yeah. one? Wait for it. Charlie. GoPro. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, it's 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 been awesome. I, I really enjoyed it. Learned a ton. Um, great boss which is really cool is one of the reasons i took the job was to learn from this person and i feel like it's a show yeah i feel like i've uh i've learned quite a bit and you know i think that's the one thing you don't get working remotely Mm -hmm. which is kind of the downfall super productive (laughs) get a lot of stuff done with nobody over your shoulder um but there's a there's a benefit to having someone over your shoulder yeah for sure i think so i mean i think you know, something somebody can walk by and spark something that mm-hmm. you know you were probably going to maybe just trash or move on from. Be like, oh, that's kind of interesting, or you know, maybe what if you did that, or you know, those those small little interactions that you you totally miss out on. That was a big motive for you to go to Facebook, right? It's like you just didn't yeah. have that kind of thing, even if even when you were in the office. Yeah, this was like I relate a lot to this in the sense of I was remote before. I'd like work from this kitchen. It honestly got lonely. Like working remote was quiet at times, um, in the kitchen a lot. And like, uh, now at Facebook, I kind of enjoy the people walking around and spontaneous conversations. I know some people hate the productivity suck that that can be, but how's that hour long commute, uh, hour and a half tonight. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I know we were waiting. It's a, (laughs) this is our third podcast tonight, actually. Oh God. (laughs) I think, I think it's, you know, you kind of touched on it. It's like, there's, there's no perfect scenario where, and I think that's kind of what I found is like, it's a good hybrid. Like I'd rather spend like 80% of my week in the office working, but there's another time where I'm just like, just get away from me. I need to put some headphones on and actually get something done. Um, so you just got to find kind of that balance between the two, but yeah, just being in isolation and at your kitchen counter, it's just like that gets old quick. It's it's super tough to do. And it's it's tough because I think there's a romantic notion of remote work. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Thanks to people like Buffer. To- <laughs> well, certainly. I mean, there's lots of remote companies that are like, work from anywhere, and they paint it as this really a glorious picture. Um, but I think you have to be the right kind of person to like really latch onto that. And I, I certainly wasn't. And you, kind of you also yet. have to be okay with like slightly slower growth, especially if you're like not working with a big team. I think that kind of slows you down and you don't have the same kind of support structure in your little element. Yeah. So I'm curious, like how, how's it changed for you in terms of becoming a better designer? Cause you were already working with 
a killer team at an agency, which yeah, we'll, for sure. we'll talk about. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, better designer. Focus. Focus. <laughs> Focus, Charlie. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> the pun cast. Um, <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Can I be the Punisher? <laughs> oh, dude. Spiraling. <laughs> You're quick, man. I'm drugged. <laughs> I was gonna say he's all wait yeah. Could you, could you set some context for listeners about what's going on on this side of this? This kitchen? man is powering through like not even like three fractures, torn ligament, and he's just sitting there like cross leg, like nothing happened. <laughs> this like, is how Bryn normally sits. <laughs> he's no biggie. <laughs> it hurts. Should be elevated. So it, it's slightly elevated, but I keep slightly. losing like feeling. It's it keeps going numb, so I keep like moving it, so a little bit of blood flows back in, and I'll put it back. <laughs> So for those that don't know, Bryn was in a, a motorcycle accident today. Mm-hmm. Uh, your leg is... It wasn't my fault. It wasn't your fault. Mm-mm. Your ankle is casted. Mm-hmm. You're in pain. Someone ran a red light, hit me on my new bike that I have kept myself from talking about up until this point on the air. <laughs> oh, Bryn got a new bike and it's trashed. <laughs> oh, it sucks. It will take some surgery. I yeah. might as well. Um, I'm good though. Right. Set. Don't, you've broken like a lot Every of bones. Every bone in your body like a <laughs> yeah. hundred times. So this is like... This no is biggie. nothing new. That, that makes sense. Okay. That's why you're cool with it. Okay. So now listeners have context. Okay. All right. If Bryn says dumb stuff, I get a, an excuse this time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What were we talking about? Uh, the question was, what have you... Or what's been the biggest change now that you're at GoPro in terms of growing as a designer now that you're kind of working closely with a team, things like that? I think it's... Yeah. For for me, I don't... And I was kind of saying it earlier, like, I don't know if I'm... A, better designer from it but like one thing that's really changed is just the collaboration you know um we did a really good job at focus lab um even though that we were 80 percent all remote um with like go to meeting there's some great tools and stuff but just that interactions or you get stuck on something and you just pull somebody aside and be like what do you think about this like here's my sketchbook like this is what i'm trying to do and like you know those are just those little like conversations like had one the other day, just like getting a bowl of Cheerios. <laughs> just like, <laughs> like I, my, you know, I mean, I love my wife, but we weren't going to like solve it. I love really. my Cheerios slightly more. <laughs> but I was just like, like when I was at home, like at, at the counter getting Cheerios, like she would just be like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do with that. <laughs> like, so, I mean, those little like things that you miss out on, you know, I think the big stuff you kind of, you're, you know, you get to a certain, like you do this for long enough, you're going to be able to do that no matter where you are. But you find those little like moments with the team and just like, Oh, awesome. This is like, I would have never come to that conclusion or saw that angle or, you know, had that idea. Um, and I think that's what's really been cool this past year. That's awesome to hear. Cause I feel like a lot of younger designers, especially they, they hear things like uh, all this talking down about designing by committee and things like that. And they attribute it to being like, having that sole focus and just having the one person running the whole thing is, is like the optimal way to go, but it's really not. It's, it's like the you worst get so way much better work done when you're a team. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's hard too, because and that's a big challenge and like a weakness of mine, like doing it for so long by myself, mm-hmm. like letting go. Sometimes it's really fun oh. to do it that way. And it, yeah, letting go is really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. It's just like, Oh, sure. You can help out on these icons. <laughs> it's like, no, you know, I had my own company freelance thing for so long. And then when I went to work, Focus Lab. What was it called? Your personal thing? Oh, Modern Innovation. 
It's terrible. Nice. That's so bad. Dude. <laughs> Naming stuff That's is so bad. That's a heavy name. It's so, God, it's so bad. To this day, I'm just kind of like, ugh. You didn't even want to say it. I didn't really. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, let's just gloss over that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I did it all, everything, you know, the bookkeeping, the design, mm-hmm. the development. I mean, every single thing for so long, like six, seven years. And it was just like, I got to a point where I was like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore and went to work at Focus Lab and started working with uh, Bill Kenny. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, <laughs> this guy kills it at design, obviously, but it's just like, hey, I'm going to jump into your PSD for a minute and like, I'm going to try some things. And like, he would do that and then I would go back in and spin off that. And it was just like, got way better. I mean, the design just like, you know, I mean, I don't know if the designs were that much better overall, but I felt like they were. Um, you hear that, Kenny? Yeah. <laughs> you hear that, Bill? I owe you everything, man. Um, but yeah, just that collaboration of just, you know, and, and kind of like trusting other people, like with the That's same vision. so hard. Like, so it, it is, I, I love hearing hard. this stuff. Like these are things I struggle with all the time. Like I just hired someone and he's going to have to jump into my, my sketch files like all the time and I don't know quite how to handle it or if it's going to be like, ridiculous or what but yeah i mean it's, it's conversation that i always have and it's like you know how much it's hard to be like a creative director or art director or whatever it's just like leading people down a path and you know massaging them to get there when you know you could jump in there in two minutes and bang it out and just be like all right we're done um yeah trust is trust is tough man mm-hmm. hiring stuff i think that's probably going to be one of those things that I, I'm going to constantly battle the rest mm-hmm. of my design career. Why GoPro? Yeah, it's an interesting question. You know, it's kind of funny. So a year ago when I started interviewing, um, actually interviewed with a few companies out here. And honestly, GoPro was at the bottom of my list. Early on in my career, I, I actually worked for um, some surf brands and in like action sports. And I was kind of burnt on that. And when I saw GoPro, I didn't really see them as like a media or tech company. I saw them more as like GoPro that we all love, you know, like surfing and, you know, skateboarding and all this crazy stuff. So for me, I was kind of like, ah, you know, I've kind of been there and done that. Um, and I really wasn't that interested. And so I interviewed with some companies and I think they were like, so I had like five or six interviews in like one week. I think they were like my third interview. And I sat down with Vanessa I had already had some conversations. So I, I kind of knew who she was, but I was just like, I need to work with this person. Like, honestly, I mean, I think, I mean, that's once, the best feeling. Yeah. And I think that's when, when I was looking to leave focus lab, that was one of the big things was like my growth and like my ability to learn. Like I felt like, although I loved everything about focus lab and like, it was a really hard decision to leave. Like I felt like I kind of plateaued from what mm-hmm. I was learning and partly it was because like I was kind of leading the interactive team. So there was nobody really like above me. And Bill and I had at that point kind of, I don't know, like stopped collaborating a little bit because he was so focused on the brand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the brand is focus. Oh, oh focus. Oh. The brand. There you go. God, that one flew right <laughs> over our heads. <laughs> We're like, what's that? The Percocets kicked in. <laughs> I'm perky. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I lost what I was saying. Um, so, I, you know, that was one of the things I was looking for was like, you know, somebody to really like learn from. 
Um, I actually, so I actually interviewed over at Airbnb as well with Katie Dill, um, who I think you guys have had on the podcast. Who's I've had that feeling with her is like, I want to work with this person. Some point. Yeah. Daniel Burkett too. Like, yeah, yeah for sure. Up, like these I are people have like, to work with these people one I'd, day. Like, like go to like war with like, these people are like, like amazing. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't care what you're doing. Like you could say, Charlie quit GoPro today. And like, let's go do this thing. I'd be like, ah, that sounds pretty good. Like you're pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, but you're a company man. You love GoPro. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. I mean, I, like I said, I, I would think about it. I don't know if I'd actually do it. I'm really curious. Uh, we talk a lot and we ask a lot of questions like, what do you look for when you're hiring designers? But I'd be curious to hear your perspective getting hired. Like, what was it about uh, Vanessa, right? Yeah. What was it about her as a manager, like that interview process that made you like say, I have to be here? I think it was a combination of just the, you know, the conversations that we had and just, you know, little things here and there, just kind of her insight into design and, you know, her, her process and and thoughts about things. And then her honesty was really like amazing. Like she was just like, oh yeah, you should like go interview there. And like, oh, that's a great company. And like was totally genuine about it. I was like, partly I was kind of like, wait, you don't want me to come here? Like, I thought that's why I was here. It sounds like they're more a fan of you than of like the company necessarily, which is a really refreshing way. Like, yeah, those are the managers sure. who will be invested in their people. Yeah. And that's how I felt. And I, you know, I mean, it was a big move. I mean, at the time we were in Alabama mm-hmm. and you know, it was a lot of convincing to move my wife back to the it's West coast. Convincing to move from Alabama to California. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny to say that, you know, we lived in Alabama for like five years and every person I met, they'd be like, Oh, where are you from? I'm like California. They're like, why are you here? I was like, you, when you're in California and somebody's like, oh yeah, I'm from Alabama. Then nobody asks, why are you here? Alabama. Like, Everybody uh, asks. Of course like, you are. Why are you here? I kept telling my wife that. I was like, they keep asking me, like, why are we here? My, uh, like, my whole mom's side of the family is from Alabama. Really? We what? go out there frequently. Birmingham? Uh, south of there a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were in Birmingham. It was a cool place. Yeah. Awesome culture. No design. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was like, everything was Craigslist. It's pretty awesome. Not to derail too much, but how did you end up there? So my wife's family is uh, from, or they all live in Mississippi. Uh, my wife and I met in college in Mississippi. Um, so after we graduated, we moved to uh, back to California and started having kids and grandparents and grandparents are a huge influence in my life. So I was totally on board. I was like, let's get out there and like, just couldn't get, wait, get them involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. He's killing me over here. <laughs> I swear, when Bryn, we record these podcasts, Bryn just listens for any like pun opportunity, or he does like a pre-show list of like no, possible that's, puns. He's got, like, that's just where my brain goes. He's got an Evernote, <laughs> Evernote pulled up over there. It's like so possible funny. pun. <laughs> okay, so you moved back to Alabama. Yeah, and we, we were there. I, you know what's funny is actually like, so I was doing my own thing in California and then we moved to Alabama and I was kind of concerned. It's like, I don't, I mean, do they even do design in Alabama? Like, I don't no. know. Like, this is I believe like, the answer is no. <laughs> pretty much. And like, I was so disconnected from like the community or even knew that there was a community out there. Like I was just like, Oh, I don't know. I do design. Like I get jobs off like Craigslist, like super creepy. And, Wait, like, actually? Yeah. Oh wow. Like connections. Yeah, like it was, it was was like super weird. Like, I don't know. I mean, it was just like, I would just find jobs and like, 
referrals and then like you kind of turned into a company and then but it got slow so get on craigslist yeah so we were you know moved out there and i was just kind of like oh man what are what are we gonna do like clients gonna stay with me like i mean this was 2010 nine ish and we moved out and like all my clients were yeah no no biggie and like it was awesome and it's like we did that i did that for about i don't know six seven months and kind of started getting burnt out doing my own thing kind of like what we're talking about and reached out to bill because of Tribble. they had a uh some what? job focus isn't on dribble yeah i was like i think it's one of their only posts on dribble actually <laughs> very few posts very, it's very focused focus. very few very, very focused, focused. <laughs> um yeah, so kind of reached out to him, and I guess the rest is history. No, no, no. Well, let, no, let, no, no, okay, no, no, so no. let's go into the <laughs> rest. It's not history. This is what the podcast is for. Now I'm sitting in somebody's kitchen doing a podcast. It's the highest pinnacle of our industry. Really. It's the highlight of your career, would you say? I think so. At least today. You heard it here first. <laughs> At least today. <laughs> At least today. <laughs> the highlight of your today career. <laughs> it's the highlight of today. Um, you reached out to Bill. Why, why Focus? Focus um, Lab. Focus Lab. Yeah, I don't know. Why wouldn't you want to work at Focus Lab? You know, you know, it's funny, and we've had this conversation. The, the really cool thing is like, okay, oh, I'll answer your question in a second. Um, Bill and I actually are really good friends, and Eric as well. And um, Eric, Regan. Uh, Eric Regan, the other co-founder there. And um, I don't know, there was just something about like the the job title post that they had, and like. I was like, I literally, I think the email was like, Hey man, I'm not really sure if like I'm into the job, but I thought I'd maybe reach out to you guys to see if maybe see more about it was so like bad and just like, eh, whatever. And Bill and I got on the phone and literally talked for like an hour and a half. And I think we talked probably like 15 minutes about design. Like honestly, like the, the rest of it was like just like bromance, like just like falling in love, yeah, falling in love. <laughs> and um, it, at the end of it, he's like, "Yeah, we, they were, we were talking to somebody else, but if you want the job, it's yours." I was like, "All right, cool," and that's basically how it was. And honestly, like they kind of conveyed that through the job posting, and I think that's why I ended up even like applying to it. It, it sounds like it's more about the people at all these places. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's the the really cool thing about our industry. Mm. There's amazing people. And I think you have to have some sort of passion for the product or the company. I don't, I don't think you can't just, you can just be like whatever and, and do good work. Um, but I would say it's more about the people you work with for sure. Like that was the biggest concern about leaving focus lab was like, I didn't think I could ever replicate that anywhere. And I honestly like am shocked that, like the GoPro culture is just as good, if not better. Like it's like the people I work with every day is like, it's crazy. Like we spend so much time just like laughing and hanging out. It's insane. We, we did like a, <laughs> this is it's kind of funny. We did like a couple's like dinner, like a couple weeks ago, like the whole design team in San Diego, like husbands, wives, boyfriends went out Mexican food, margaritas, like, like we've been like best friends forever. That's pretty amazing. Super crazy, rare, right? Rare. Super rare. Yeah. 30 yeah. best friends. Yeah, 30 best friends. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, so in San Diego, we, we were uh, 10, eight or nine people. So a little bit, not, not quite 30. 30 is a, but still that's a kind lot. of pushing it. Like 18, yeah. 20, that's yeah. quite a bit. 
yeah, it was cool. And everybody gets along super well. You know, it's, it's pretty awesome. And again, I think it kind of reflects back on GoPro as a culture and like what they go for. What, what do you think leads to a culture like that? Is it specific effort or is it just kind of innate or how, how does that come about? I think it's both, you know, I mean, I think GoPro has really put a big emphasis on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's obviously a lot easier when you're 30 people. You know, I mean, that was the easy thing at Focus Lab is we had a great culture, but when I was there, the, I think we, the, we topped out at like 15, 16 people. It's really, it's really easy to have a great mm-hmm. culture, you know, when you get to like 1600, which I think we're at now, it's hard to maintain Ooh. that culture. Yeah. It's really hard. Um, Do you think it's helpful that it's like a lifestyle product or something that helps talented people get out and go do things? I think it's part of it. I think it's, you know, it, it's a big part of the hiring process too. You know, I think we look, you know, obviously talented people get the resumes in the door, but like to get past the on-site interviews, you know, you really have to like fit into the culture. You know, we really value bringing something new to the table. This idea of always learning is really important to us. Um, so it's like, you don't want 15 people that are all the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's, I mean, it's just, you're not going to learn, you're not going to grow, you're not going to try new things. It's like, you need these different personalities, but then you need to find these different personalities that mesh well. And I think that's maybe probably when culture breaks down and somehow we've, we've been able to do it, you know? Yep. And I, I hope it lasts. I mean, you I just like have to, to hire like slow and steady, right? I think so. And, you know, I think, I think it's kind of funny because like, you know, GoPro with being at 1600 people or whatever it is. And it's just like, there's like these pockets of people. So these teams work really well together, but then even outside the teams work really well, which is crazy to me. Cause like, I, I get like how, okay, like the UX team works really well. Like we all like each other and like get along, but then you like interact with other people and it's just like, it's just the same. So it is, I, I think it's something in the water at GoPro. And not not like not not like and it's that, not our it's, Hero Four Black <laughs> camera. <Florida>. GoPro.com <laughs> for all your holiday needs. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Speaking of like UX team, what is the the way the design is set up and structured at GoPro? It's still relatively small. Yeah, so we are consist of UX leads, um, shared services, which is the visual designers content and copy and research. Um, so that kind of makes us all up. Um, I am on the shared services side, uh, which is rad because I get to work kind of cross platform and on a bunch of different projects, uh, where the UX leads are more specific to either a feature or a platform. Wait, uh, I'm confused. So the, the <laughs> how does the work flow through that? Like what? Are, yeah. So I, you know, process is kind of interesting for us. Um, something that's kind of evolving and changing. Um, but product works really closely with UX leads and they essentially carve out the feature set, the design, and then that kind of gets passed through and shouldn't say passed through, but everybody's kind of working together, but it kind of goes in stages and then, you know, content copy and then visual design last. Uh, it kind of depends. Um, since I've been there, we've, we've tried a bunch of different stuff. And like I said, I think process is evolving for us quite frequently. Um, 
we're trying to get involved, everybody involved early on. And that's really what we're, our goal is. Um, I think in the past it was more of a waterfall approach. For those that don't know, the waterfall method is where it's like a series of handoffs. Yeah. Instead exactly. of working together in, in uni- unison. I don't know. That unison. sounds really kitschy. Synergy. Synergy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Upstream revenue dynamics. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of that. I mean, I think, I think there's something valuable getting everybody that's, you know, going to work on the product together in one room at the beginning. You know, I don't think you have to be working together on it the entire process, but like you should have those like entry points of like kickoff meeting and then getting into it. And then maybe, you know, product goes its way and then they start looping in UX and then you have another meeting with everybody like tech leads and everybody. And then visual comes in, but yeah, I just, just this weird like handoff. It's like all of a sudden you just get like wireframes on your desk and you're just like, oh, okay, I'm going to design this today with no context. Like, I don't see how that ever could work. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you have product people outside the design team that come up with the features. I'm just trying to like understand how, how new things get built and shipped. Can you walk us through like a, a product, how it would come in? Maybe something already public. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I've only been there for a year. Um, yeah. So is anything you've worked on public yet? I don't think so. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, I know. Let's crazy, talk right? about how that feels. Uh, it's weird, especially coming from like Focus Lab where we ship like six things a week. Uh-huh. Mostly <laughs> um, dribble posts. Mostly dribble, yeah. That's, <laughs> I mean, that, isn't that, that doesn't count as shipping. <laughs> like, we didn't even have clients, actually. We were just yes. really famous on dribble. Exactly. Um, it's been interesting for sure. I, I think it bothered me more early on. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm used to a certain pace and like getting things out the door a year into it. I'm, I'm definitely like ready to get stuff out, but I'd also don't want to just ship something to ship it. You know, you want to go, but you want to be a pro about go, it. Oh, go pro. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, it's, it is, it's tough. I mean, I, I, we've worked on a lot of really cool stuff internally that I'm eager for it to get out. Um, but you got to realize like there's business people behind stuff and there's, you know, what? No, there's not. Yeah. It's kind of a business money. Yeah. Huh? People care about that stuff. I don't know why. Weird. Um, so, I mean, I think once you kind of grasp that and like understand like, okay, there's a plan. I, I'm on board with the plan. They're transparent with the plan. Like you can buy into that. Um, I think if, if I had no idea what the goals were of the business, then I think it would be really hard to stomach. Um, but yeah, getting that one year itch ready to get something out. What's been the biggest, uh, change for you in terms of, uh, maybe not change, but what have you noticed the big differences are from the agency world to now working on a product where <laughs> what you're working on doesn't ship for a year at a time? Yeah. I think, you know, the change that, I noticed and actually was a big reason I wanted to go in-house on a product was this idea of actually getting to like flush out ideas. Um, Focus Lab, I feel like we did a lot of great stuff, but it was like the first iteration, right? And now being in-house, it's like I can have an idea, iterate on that idea and really like do the research and, you know, poke the holes in it and, and do all the things that like, I want to do 
and to see if it's like what we had hoped out to and like really like confirm those like assumptions. Focus Labs, sometimes I feel like, you know, boom, here's a month, do it. <laughs> you know, and it was just like, sometimes it was awesome. And then sometimes like you would see them launch it like six months later and it was completely different, you know? just because you worked on it so early on, uh, it was yeah. kind of that first iteration and it was yeah. just, it was yeah. out the door and it was gone. Um, so, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is the iterations and, you know, kind of being allowed to do that now, which is awesome. So focus lab had this whole thing where they were super well known on dribble. Yeah. And dribble has been kind of, it seems like it's instigating a lot of conversations now that aren't necessarily positive. What was the experience like for you? Because that was like how most people knew you. Yeah, I mean, not only Focus Lab, but me personally. I mean, I realized today I've been following you for three years. <laughs> I scrolled through your feed. And I'm like, holy shit, I liked all this stuff in 2012. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. That's pretty, wow. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I you just never knew your name. <laughs> well, yeah. I follow like 1,500 people on Dribble. There you go. There's your problem right there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, focus. Focus lab. Um, yeah, you know, what's funny is like, I, I think it kind of touches back on like, I had no idea there was even a community out there. So, you know, my first kind of take of like triple was focus lab, really. Like, I think I was probably on there for like a month when I saw the job posting. And after that, you know, talking with Bill and it was just like, yeah, you know, this, we use this as like a tool. Um, you know, at at the time it was just like post a bunch of stuff and I don't know, this was probably like what, 2012 and it, it was a totally different time for dribble, which is kind of funny to say, but like it was okay just to post whatever like works in progress. And like, um, I mean really anything kind of flew on there and it was, I think what they had intended it to be at that time. Um, and we used it for all it's worth. I mean, all the projects. I mean, it was it was in the kickoff calls with clients. It's like, you have three options. You let us post everything to Dribble. You say we can post some things to Dribble and you get to like, okay them because some of the stuff is sensitive for sure. Mm-hmm. And the other one was like, no, you can't post at all. And like we, but we asked point blank and we're like, and we were totally upfront. We're like, look, this is a huge resource for us. This drives a lot of revenue. Did you charge more for like no posting? You know, I don't think so. Um, I'm trying to think. I, 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 no, I'm going to say no because at that point in the kickoff call, the project was already scoped and okay and ready to go. Um, kind of interesting, <laughs> Bill. If you're listening, <laughs> we've got questions. <laughs> we've got for questions. You, Bill. Um, the dribble tax. The no dribble tax. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. The traveling yeah. tax. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's... Because no dribbling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a basketball <laughs> joke. No. We, yeah. Gotcha. Traveling. Dude, you're on fire tonight. Can we get you a Percocet before <laughs> every episode? Say, <laughs> kind of stealing my thunder over here. I think it's the uh, conversation in our Slack team today about how we should stop making jokes. I'm like, no. <laughs> never. <laughs> I think more people ended up siding with on the joke side. Yeah, jokes are good. Anyways. Jokes All good. jokes aside... Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely something that we, you know, I mean, even like the younger designers that were on the team, it was like, dude, you need to post more on dribble and like show more work. And like, we killed it like to the point where it was almost like, 
kind of maybe were like a little annoying on Dribble. Like you go to the popular page at the time and yeah, and there's Jeez, like guys, there's like you know like seven focus lab shots and you're kind of like have over there jesus yeah right and it's just like you kind of felt bad and then you're like nah we got seven shots it's pretty, awesome. pretty awesome kind of like uh what is it uh howley's team now way now yeah they're like yeah i don't even go to oh, anymore know. i just go to their like portfolio yeah same thing mm-hmm. um, they're unbelievable they're so good yeah like, ridiculous i mean there's so many talented people and companies and like it's insane. And that's why I actually enjoy going to see like dribble. You know, I, I know it gets a bad rap. It's like, Oh, I want to hear your process and this and that. And it's like, I think dribble was ever intended for that. It's like 800 by 600 square. <laughs> like <laughs> all the things I've posted on there have been really either in progress or very close to in progress. Just like here, I want to see if this is something I should be publishing in like a marketing thing or whatever. Like yeah. I, I use it as a part of my process, but it was like an extra thing. It was like, hey, I want to see what people think about this icon set I did. I want to see if it's good enough, like that people will actually dig it. Yeah. And I you know, it's funny, like I don't I can't even recall any feedback that I got on Dribble that was actually valuable. Nice colors, dude. Yeah. It was just always like it was always just like I don't know. Awesome. Sweet. Great shot. Like, the best. It's like, I think all the valuable stuff I got for was from people that would like take a screenshot of the dribble post and then like email me and be like, Oh, what if you did this? And like, I was like, Oh, that's insane. Or like took the time to actually kind of like critique it. And I think, you know, that's what we really enjoyed. I mean, we used it for quite a few things, right? Like we were talking about referrals and, revenue and that was a huge driving i mean that was our portfolio like we didn't have to update our website every week because triple was our portfolio but yeah i never i never looked at it as this like tool of you know critique mm-hmm. i mean that's that's why i started working with focus lab you know it was great like i could work with them and we we could critique each other and we had those design critiques um or you know if i had a question outside of focus lab like send it to somebody and and get their you know opinion i think you know like what you guys are doing like in slack or in um like, wake. yeah wait respect like that's that's where the valuable feedback comes because i mean you see a shot out of context and it's like an angled shot mm-hmm. like that's what we were like famous for right like these tilted oh, shots. those those <laughs> angles man <laughs> it's a funny story actually and jared might actually kill me jared arondu because yes yeah we know yeah. around you yeah awesome dude yep sends me sends me a direct message one day hey man i'm gonna send you some screenshots can you take a tilted photo for me (laughs) (laughs) and i love that like and i like i totally like stole that from bill bill was like the king of that like i mean the s is for slanted yeah exactly bill Bill slanted slanted kenny um yeah so it was it was pretty funny he might get mad at me for publicly putting that out there jared's pretty chill about that stuff yeah but to that to that point like i think that dribble shot i think he mentioned to me he's like yeah that dribble shot did way better than like any of my other dribble shots and like that kind of sums up dribble in a way <laughs> that's it's a like beautiful way here's a tilted shot of, of something thing. with like this angle and it's like oh you're almost like you're liking the shot you're actually mm-hmm. like not liking the work at that point so i don't know i i don't understand why people get 
been out of shape with it. It's it it is what it is. It's it's great. It's why I'm where I'm at today. Like I it's love useful. dribble. Well, it's it, just not useful for the thing. It's like at first glance, I was like, oh, this is like critique. People are posting their stuff, getting feedback. That's not what it is. Yeah, and and sometimes maybe that was their intention, but it it led to something else, and that's a lot but, of products. Yeah, and I think it just kind of evolved over time, right? Like yeah. it's it's not a good platform for critique. There's way better other way better platforms out there for that. And now it's all gifts. <laughs> exactly. But you've gotten work out of Dribble, right? Like it's a great place to get oh, referrals yeah. and clients. Yeah. Do you have any tips for designers out there that might be trying to freelance and and want to use Dribble as a tool to get clients? Yeah, I think I mean I think the one thing that we always did was just showed all the work that we could show um you know showing a variety is really good but then again it's also about showing like what you want to work on Mm -hmm. like if you are an icon designer post shots of icons like don't do like ui and stuff like that like really kind of focus in on what you want it's kind of like with your portfolio right like you don't want to show like bad work because you don't want to get bad work you want to show good stuff um i mean i still get like stuff on a daily basis, like, Oh, branding. I'm like, what you came from dribble. You saw that I do zero branding. Like, why would you reach out to me? You left, you still have hired me available. No, no. But I'm saying like branding work. Like I don't post any of that. I think I still have that on, but I've like, you got to keep I've that never on. responded. You to never know. Oh, you kept, Oh, I turned mine off. Oh, I don't. I was like, I'm at a, co- I'm a company man now. Oh, I still do freelance stuff. Oh, like half the people at Facebook do freelance stuff. You kind of have to. I think, have to wait 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 what's ta- oh strong statement you must please tell more <laughs> well i don't i don't yeah maybe that's too, a little too strong i for me you know going to gopro and just designing gopro stuff was a little bit scary you know like we talked about like i was coming from a place where i was doing like three or four projects at a time that all were completely different and like that variety was like great like on a Monday, I felt like this, so I would design for that project. On a Tuesday, I felt differently, so I'd design for that. Like it was very refreshing, and I, I, I don't think I could do that today. Like just focusing on one thing. I think I, I think it would make me a bad designer. To be honest with you, I mean, there's probably a lot of people out there that think I'm a bad designer anyway. But <laughs> I think if I just focused in on one thing, I'd, I'd go crazy. You want to talk about work-life balance? I was just going to go there. <laughs> GoPro is a company that seems to be built around that. Is Was that a big draw for you? Is that something that you spend a lot of time thinking about? Yeah. You know, balance is interesting because I've heard a lot of people talk about it. It's a huge topic in the industry for sure. Um, I've heard people talk like 888, like eight hours working, eight hours sleeping, eight hours with your family. I'm like, dude, if you can do that, that's that's kind of crazy. And then I've heard people that say like, oh, you have to do this and do that. I think, I think balance falls on the individual. And for me, it actually like falls on like the day. Like yeah. balance for me is like, gosh, if I can wake up in the morning, surf, go put in a good day's worth of work, go to the gym, come home and play with my kids, hang out with my wife. Like I'm good. Like that's my day. And then like, some of those hours, like depending on the day, kind of fluctuate. But if I can like check all those boxes in a day, that's balanced to me. Like, I, I think it's hard when you start to say like, oh, I got to be like three hours here. I got to leave the office at five this day. It's like, 
Good luck. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I try to get out of the office by five every day because it allows me to do those other things, but it's it's not always possible. You know, like you really got to, I think you got to find what creates the balance and then try to work that into your day. What about freelancing though? Yeah. So I, so I didn't do, I didn't do any freelance at focus lab. Um, just because of the variety of projects I, I do it now because it gives me a chance to work on something different and kind of keep those design skills going, I guess. Um, and I'm really careful about the projects that I choose. I make sure that I'm hundred percent behind them, really intrigued by them. Um, so that it doesn't feel like it's taken away from any of those other parts of the balance. Right. So I'm okay when kids are in bed, wife's in bed watching TV or something. And it's like, I'm going to go put a couple hours in extra. Like I'm okay doing that. Cause again, I very fortunate and love what I do to where that's a great part of my day. You still ticked all the boxes. Exactly. It's just, it, you know, it's just, and some days it's more, some days it's less. It's like, some days it's like I'm spent. I'm not going to, I'm not even going to try to touch that project, but it is, it's just like, there's a certain like few things in my day that if I can do those, then it's, then it's great. I guess if I think about the time we put in on the podcast, I could see how like time sort of balances out for that. Like if this was freelance time, Mm -hmm. um, is it a weird thing that you have a full-time job and also freelance on the side, like for your coworkers at, at GoPro? Is that a common thing that other people do? Or maybe it's in my head that, that that would feel perhaps weird to like acknowledge you're working on other products and other companies outside of the one you're I'm always concerned for. about that with this, like talking about this. Yeah, like I'm a pretty sensitive even about the podcast, like talking about that at work. Yeah, I think I think for me, it comes down to making sure like one doesn't take away from the other. And I think that's where it gets dicey, right? Like if all of a sudden like I'm not showing up to meetings or, you know, projects aren't getting done and it's like oh charlie's doing freelance in the corner over there i think that's where it gets dicey obviously i I stay away from anything that's even in the the realm of competition but i do that for two reasons one because i do think that would be unfair to gopro right um and probably completely legal i didn't read all the documents that i signed (laughs) they handed me a fat contract (laughs) i just signed it whatever (laughs) um but also because like the reason I'm doing freelance is to do something completely different. So for me, I don't see how one really reflects the other. And I actually think by doing the freelance, I'm actually a better GoPro designer. Yeah. Like I'm never burnt out. It keeps you energized. It does. It does. You know, I'm like, you know, if I'm working on something at night, it's like, I mean, you know, everybody does the inspiration internet round up just cruising around and trying to find stuff it's like i've had that was really weird right i call that research research <laughs> is, is it, it is research in a way okay so what what do you consider inspiration like do you have a process for that or is it just something that you we talked about this at, at epicurrence yeah so I, yeah inspiration is weird like i mean i think it's i think it's it's a funny word for designers because it's like we're not like fine artists yeah it just you know? sounds it's so like, artsy Oh, yeah, I got so inspired and I'm going to go move some pixels now. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to go solve some problems and align See some that grid. sunset? Yeah. That, that taught me a gradient method. Yeah, yeah right. 
I, I think, you know, inspiration or getting inspired is like the things that I do to create that balance. You know, like I get inspired about design surfing. I'm not even thinking about design. And I'm just like, I'll have like a great surf and it's just like my confidence and my like, I don't know, like everything about you get the, pumped. Yeah. You kind of get excited and you just like, oh man, I'm, ex- I'm inspired. And like all of a sudden, like you're thinking clearly and you like all of a sudden jam through a bunch of stuff and you're just like, whoa, what happened? Hmm. So I kind of consider that inspiration. I think, you know, research inspiration, we start looking around like dribble or Behance or whatever it is. It's like, you know, I try not to do that a ton, but I think it's good to get like a gut check of what's out there. One, you, you can kind of be like, okay, crap, they're doing that. I just had that idea. That's already out there. Let's not do that. So it's good kind of like checks and balances. Um, but also it's good to see like, whoa, I would have never thought about that. You know, it's kind of like kind of taking that collaboration to a whole nother level. It's like, you're not going to go out and copy that verbatim, but it kind of gives you that, you know, oh, or it might trigger something. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think inspiration is kind of a little bit of everything for me. Uh, I used to look at dribble quite a bit and my routine now is about five minutes a day and I just like scroll really? through. I do about five, five minutes a day just to like, I, I don't know if the right word is what you use, but like gut check, I guess, like just kind of see what's going on. Um, see like m- more like what my friends are working on um, is also yeah. pretty cool. It uh, feels kind of like keeping up with what's new. Like if you don't listen to radio or you don't use something like Spotify's recommendations or something like that, you never know like what's new coming out. You end up listening to the same stuff forever. I feel like you'd end up doing the same kind of work forever if you don't see what else other people are doing. Yeah, I no, I totally agree. I, I think, you know, for me, I, I, I check it in the morning, like get into work, you know, you kind of like wiping the boogers out of your eyes. and just like, oh, the salt for you, the salt, salt water. That's what I was just boogers, thigh boogers. <laughs> salt boogers. <laughs> salt boogers. Um, you know, so check it in the morning, kind of like, oh, you know, look on your own like feed, like what what's Focus Lab? I'm sure they've got 35 shots up this morning. Like, <laughs> um, But actually one of the cool things about the new like, popular page is like i think you're because it's not like you know the pagination anymore it's just like the lazy scroll or lazy loader you actually get like way more designers than you ever did before where before it was like oh popular page like here's like whatever it was like 12 16 shots or something and you're like eh, maybe i'll go to the second page if you had a shot like you're like oh where is that thing but now it's like i'll scroll through that thing for like a few minutes and that's really cool i, I i'm actually have seen myself spend more time on that page than my own feed because of that. Like you said, cause you get introduced to something new and we were talking about it earlier. There's so many amazing designers out there. You're just yeah. like, Holy crap. I think the trouble with, with that is like just being really careful not to conflate new for like good. Like there's lots of really novel things and, and cool animations and stuff. <laughs> and it's like, I always have to focus. I'm like, all right, is this solving a problem? Maybe not, but it's cool to look at. And that has value on its own in some way. You know? Yeah. I, and then I, there'll be a, a huge argument about something on Dribble. Yeah, right. Like, I, I, it was funny. I was got in a kind of a, I don't want to say a rant, but a conversation back and forth with actually somebody I would consider a, a, a pretty good friend um, about like the daily UI. Oh, yeah. Um, And there was like, you know, he was making some great points about like, whatever day it was it was like everything on dribble looked the same 
And I was like, no, I totally understand. Like, that's not great. But like, it's valuable to people who did it. They get to see that's how what other I mean, people approach it. Right. Like, or, or it's valuable to that person trying to lo- learn that skill or like, I, I don't know. I don't think everything is so black and white sometimes. And to your point, like, who, I mean, you have no idea why that guy made that animation. Like, it could be totally irrelevant to anything, but like, maybe he was just trying to learn After Effects or whatever it was. So it's like, it obviously did something for him. It could be just for fun no we don't do we take ourselves fun. way too seriously <laughs> then we'd be artists okay <laughs> no fun allowed zero fun no fun yeah i i guess that's kind of something that i've always had in my life is like i try not to look at things black and white like that and try to say like i have no idea why that person did such and such but benefit of the doubt like you know my last question is you you have this pretty great checklist of things you want to get done at per day like yeah kind of this physical activity work uh family was it always like that or like how has that changed since when you were first getting started as a designer <laughs> <There's> a, <laughs> when i first started designing i think it was a lot more of the the surfing and the gym oh really than the actual designing Interesting. well you were also a pro athlete for a minute yeah yeah there was there was that too yeah i mean i think you know the first no big deal <laughs> you know just something and it wasn't surfing it wasn't surfing. It was it was baseball, but I, yeah, I I don't know. Like it's funny until I really worked at Focus Lab. I know we talked about them a lot this tonight, but like I never really saw design as like anything more than a paycheck. Mm, interesting. You know, it was just like I up till twenty. I was twenty four. I mean, my only goal in life was to be a baseball player. Like there was no other options. Like I was all in. Like there was nothing. I mean, thank God I had like some little bit of a skill and like, and had like a great, you know, teacher that said, Hey, you should try web design. And like, after I was done with pro ball, I had a year left of school and kind of lucked into that. But I never really saw it more, more than a paycheck, to be honest with you. I mean, I loved every second of it and they really enjoyed it, but it, it was never, it wasn't what it is now to me, I guess. You know, today it's like it, a focus. <laughs> You've gone pro. <laughs> I've gone pro and I'm super focused. <laughs> and then sometimes I work in a lab. <laughs> You're my hero. Oh, Poor wow. black. Jeez. Um, so it really kind of started to switch when we moved to Alabama. I think I started focusing on a little bit more of the work because surfing was gone, right? So that that was gone out of the, the balance for the day, right? What? You couldn't surf in Birmingham? <laughs> yeah, there's no. Crazy. The wave pool was not operating <laughs> full, fully. Oh God! Um, so yeah, I, I really kind of I put the surfing energy into the designer energy, and really, you know, coupled that with going to Focus Lab and like finding the community kind of all at once, really kind of upped it for me. I found that I'm having to fight really hard to keep a balance mm-hmm. um, and not let work be like this eighty percent of my waking hours. Yeah. kind of thing where I'm thinking about it all the time. Did you ever have a period, maybe like once you're in Alabama, where where you maybe spent too much time and lost that balance of, of physical activity, family, uh, and your work? Actually, I'm going to say no. Um, it's pretty awesome. How did you do it? I <laughs> Part of it was probably just being like selfish. Stubborn. And stubborn <laughs> and just being like, like, I care about the job and I think about it all the time, but I do some of my, like we were talking about, like I do some of my best thinking away from my desk. And to me, it's like, 
if I'm running or working out or surfing, but I'm still kind of thinking about work, like I'm okay with that. Like that doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like you said, like 80% of your day can be work. Like, is that a bad thing? Like, I don't, I, I, I'm not going to be the one that like, look, if it's destroying things in your life, then yeah, it's, it's bad. But if, you know, you're able to have friends and do other stuff and like everything else is fine. Like, I don't know if that's bad, at least for a period of time. I don't think it's healthy long periods of time. That's one of my favorite metaphors um, about getting design work done for non-designers or younger designers is like, like I've been looking at this thing for hours or days or whatever, and just like killing myself on it. And I can't get there. I'm like, sometimes it's okay. Like one of my favorite things about cooking is like letting something sit on the back burner and develop and just like simmer down to like, eventually you just forget about everything but the essence of it. And then you're like, okay. Or like the, the core parts of it, literally yeah. the back burner yeah. and, and letting it simmer down. And, and it always ends up more like flavorful. Oh my it's god, like that's the, like the metaphor. Beautiful for metaphor. That's, that's glorious. Put it on the back burner. Put it on the simmer back. down. Enjoy the smells. Yeah, I, I think it's one of the. I, yeah, I don't know if I learned it or just did it, but it was probably one of the best things that I, I do in my process. Is like, if I get stuck, the last thing I do is sit in front of my computer. Like it's it's you get nothing done. Like I'll go for a run or go to the gym or just surf or like and people may look at that and be like you're going to surf it's like two o'clock in the afternoon it's like yeah but it's it it gets me away from here and it like clears my head and then i come back and can be focused like we have this thing i need to solve yeah but i need to get away from it to solve it yeah like that it, it's like you know like nobody's paying me for the hour they're paying for this like final thing it's like mm. who cares if it takes me three hours or if it takes me 200 like this is what you want and this is how I'm going to get there. Like I can stand here and be miserable and waste eight hours a day, or I can be super productive for four or five and everybody's happy. <laughs> ah, I love that. Yeah. We're out of time. That's a great place to end. Yeah. It's a good place. Anything you'd like to plug before you go? So I saw Josh Austin. You guys know Josh? Yep. So I, I told him I'd plug his website earlier. Oh, nice. Joshaustin.com. <laughs> okay. I just met him at a meetup. Like, I don't think I don't even think that's his really his doc his website. <laughs> He's a designer, designer uh, at YouTube. Yeah, he used to be at uh, Oakley I'll, and Envoy. I'll find the website. Links in the show notes. <laughs> Brian is like the show note master. <laughs> show notes. He can find anything to put it in the show notes. That's awesome. Thanks for coming Thanks on coming the show, man. Thanks for having me, guys. This was a blast. This was fun. Appreciate it, man. Sorry about your leg. Thanks for listening to this episode. It was super fun talking to Charlie. He's such a rad guy. Like, it was so much fun spending time with him. We hope you enjoyed listening. Leave us feedback uh, in our Slack team at spec.fm slash Slack or hit us up on Twitter. We're at Design Details FM. We'd love to hear from you. Before we go, we want to thank the two sponsors that made this episode possible. Thank you so much to Icon Finder. They are the largest source of icons on the web, closing in on 700,000 icons in their library. If you are designing something and you need an icon, there's one true place to find it, and that's iconfinder.com. When you go there, be sure to sign up for Icon Finder Pro. It's a premium subscription service. Use the promo code DESIGNDETAILS. That'll tell them that we sent you and get you 50% off your first month. Huge thanks once again to Icon Finder. Our second sponsor, as always, Dropbox. Dropbox is the simplest way to work the way you want with whoever you want, wherever you want, however you want. You can work on any file with any device from wherever you are and with anyone you choose so you can start building more cool things. And you can get started at dropbox.com. Thank you once again to Dropbox. We'll see you on Wednesday with Randy Hunt.